Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm here once again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, this week's topic is... Um, it, you know, it really falls into that category of, it's almost like a cliche of marriage, which is the silent killer, boredom. Um, and you have a lot of really great things to say about this topic, so I, we're just going to jump right into it. Okay. I, I think the first thing that a lot of people are probably interested in is uh, how many years does it take for uh, boredom to creep into marriage? Anywhere, and this is going to surprise you, Steve, anywhere from after the first year to the third year. Wow. In other words, if you don't do something about it, boredom can set in pretty darn fast. Wow. Okay. So uh, even before the honeymoon ends, the boredom could already be creeping in, huh? Yeah. Well, the honeymoon usually runs about a year after the marriage. And so somewhere around the end of that, there can be a lot of disillusionment and other things going on, and that can let boredom creep in. Okay. And you were, uh, recently came across a study about boredom and marriages. What did uh, the study show? Well, what's really fascinating, Steve, is that most of us think of boredom as, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of inevitable, especially mm-hmm. in longer-term marriages. And we think of boredom as a, you know, kind of a neutral thing. It's unfortunate, but it's not that big a deal. Okay. The study, which was done by the University of Michigan and Stony Brook University, was a long-term study that checked in with couples seven years into their marriage, and then nine years later, 16 years into their marriage. And what they found, Steve, is that boredom has a really bad negative impact on the quality of a relationship. So it's not so neutral. It's not so, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. It's actually, what, literally a silent killer. Now, what, I mean, if, if, if it is the silent killer and it, it happens so often, and it has these really eff- real effects on uh, relationships. Why does it become such a part of so many marriages? Because, see, what happens, and, and what's interesting about this is that the boredom sets in from a lack of closeness. And what happens is that after that first year, two, three of marriage, we start taking our closeness for granted. We just you know, assume, well, we're married now, or, well, we're in a committed relationship now, and so, of course, we're close. Mm -hmm. And we we stop being proactive and doing what it takes to get that closeness to keep growing and become, you know, a really strong core to our marriage. So in the absence of closeness, that's when boredom sets in. Mm, Okay. And, I mean, it seems, too, that uh, just being comfortable in the relationship could really let boredom rear its ugly head. Yes, and isn't that a shame? Because one of the things that we value so much about a good relationship is that that degree of comfort that we have with the other. And that is terrific. You don't want to take away from that. Again, the boredom isn't about I know the other so well kind of thing. Uh It's more about forgetting that you have to engage with your partner if you expect the marriage to to become alive and really exciting and dynamic. Okay. Now, um... What are some things that people can then do to combat marriage boredom? Well, I think the first and most important thing, Steve, is to be aware that when you go into a relationship, it's like, you know, 
having a child or raising a plant, which is that you don't just pop the thing out or buy the thing at the, at the nursery and stare at it, and that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. You have to feed it and water it and love it and, and you know, engage in its being, its life. It's the same thing with your spouse. For your marriage to thrive and be a fun, happy, fulfilling place, you need to engage with your partner just the way you did when you were in courtship. Okay. So that means you pay attention to them, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. You get interested in, in what they do and how they think. And I do have, of course, some specifics about that, too. Okay, well, what are some of the uh, specifics uh, to keep a couple close? Well, a lot of us know about, you know, date night, right? Sure. The date night's a real healthy thing to do um, with your mate. But what we forget is that if all you're ever doing is dinner and a movie, yeah. well, that gets boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of the really fun things to do is surprise each other. In other words, take turns. This week it's your turn, next week it's my turn, or every other week, whatever is a good schedule for you. And make date night into something really fun, creative. Like, you know, go to the local observatory together and and, and look at the stars, or create a picnic purely out of, I don't know, um, Chinese food, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing else, or purely out of pizza inventions. In other words, it doesn't, it's not a question of money, Steve. Yeah. It's a question of really thinking ahead in terms of, well, now, what would be a new and interesting experience for us on our date night? That kind of thing. Yeah, I think some people forget about that a lot of times and the fact that it doesn't have to be a lot of money when they think of date nights. It, it, no, it's because... Really just a thought. Exactly. And closeness has never been about how much can you spend on a date. Closeness is about how much can you enjoy together whatever it is, whether it's a walk or bird watching or whatever it is. So that's where your imagination and creativity come into play. And I guess I should mention, too, uh, for any listeners out there who don't know, uh, on our website, hitchedmag.com, within the sex channel, we actually have a column called Date Night, which offers a whole bunch of date ideas. Um, and we try to keep it seasonal too. So uh, when the uh, when the county fairs come rolling around, we bring that up to just kind of jar your memory if it's not top of mind. So uh, if you are short on ideas, you can definitely check out the website. That's an excellent excellent column, Steve. And one of the things it reminds me of is another way that you can expel that awful fiend boredom from your marriage is to get a question book. Mm-hmm. This is a really fun thing. You know, by the time you've been together, you know, two, three, four years, you really do think you know everything about your spouse. And it can be hard sometimes to come up with ways to find out more about them. There's these great books. There's all sorts of them called question books. And they, there's all sorts of questions in there about, you know, philosophical matters, what do you think about life, and about very mundane things like what was your favorite color when you were three. So those kinds of questions are fun to do together and to do it as a game. And ask each other and just play with it. That's a that's a really great suggestion. I was I was just thinking too as you were saying that. Um, another thing that you can do is you know ask your your couple friends what they have done that they you know maybe what their favorite thing they've done recently, and also to check out you know I think I feel like a lot of times people forget that the area that they live in has its own unique things that if you were a tourist coming to your town or county or whatever people would seek out the do, and I think a lot of times, just like the marriage itself, people become complacent in the location that they're at and stop to kind of embrace some of the things that are just around them. That's a, a, a terrific idea. As a matter of fact, just having that 
thought, Steve, looking at your town as if, what if I was a tourist here, can make it into an adventure mm-hmm. instead of just, well, we always go to the same restaurant on Saturday night, that kind of thing. So that's, that's wonderful. I have, uh, I have one last one here. And uh, we just did a blog post last week, and it was on um, a new, I don't even know what really to call it, but it's, it's called the Urban Race, and it's kind of like um, the Amazing Race, except it's a one-day event, and it's being held on individual weekends throughout the country. And so check out, the, check out our website, go to the blog, uh, it's called the Urban Race, and basically it's you and your partner, um, or you and a, and a group of friends can participate in this, I think it's like a day-long race, and it's a mix of like physical activities and, and language and, and navigation and all sorts of things. So uh, that's, that's another idea. That, that And when you do those things together as a couple, Steve, that's where it really starts to get fun. And you, begin, you start remembering why you hooked up with this person in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you might <clears throat> learn something new even now. Absolutely, because we all are in a process of growing and developing constantly. You can't help it. That's what life is about. And so it's like rediscovering your mate, and that can be a lot of fun. Well, Noel, I think this this episode has been packed with a lot of really great information, and so I'm going to stop it here, and I want to thank you very much for your time. It's my pleasure, and I want to remind everybody about the contest which is the ToadToPrince.com contest, which is an awful lot of fun, and I think the Hitched Mag um, audience will truly enjoy it. Yeah, uh, would you go ahead and tell them what the contest is really quick? Sure. The contest is you pick one thing of the five that are offered to do for a week to revitalize your relationship, you know, put a new twist on it, have some fun with it, and the contest then, you enter your experiences for the week that you did uh, whatever the one is that you chose, and the prize is a $1,000 travel voucher. Wow. And, and what's the website that they need to go to? It's toadtoprince.com. So T-O-A-D-T-O-P-R-I-N-C-E.com. It's a lot of fun. Okay. And I want to also remind everybody out there that uh, you can pick up Noelle's uh, latest book, Your Man is Wonderful, How to Appreciate Your Partner, Romance Your Differences, and Love the One You've Got. And uh, you can also get more information on that at yourmaniswonderful.com. And uh, before we wrap things up, I also want to mention that in June, we're going to be, Hitched is going to be uh, posting your stories about your marriage. And so um, I've been posting things on Twitter and Facebook and other things. So if if you're not connected there, uh, you know, please join because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm reaching out and connecting with people and it's great to meet a lot of you. Uh, but please send in your stories. We're looking for uh, what's, what's the worst fight you've ever had? What's the best thing your spouse has ever said about you when, when they didn't think you were listening? And all sorts of nice, neat little stories like that. And in June, we're going to share those with the rest of the readers. So please uh, submit those. And you can just email those. Um, go, go to the contact page and find my email address, scooper at hitchedmag.com. And go ahead and email your stories to me. And uh, so, Noel, that's going to do it for us. So thank you very much once again. Thank you, Steve. All right. Until next time, everybody. Take care. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.